everyone. So welcome to the first real episode of Here's Why I'm Crying. Um, so for this first episode, I wanted to um, go ahead and address one of the things that I get asked the most or one of the comments that I receive the most. And um, it's all about how do you do everything that you do? Where do you find the time to get done everything that you get done? Um, and I've noticed in my own pursuit to answer that question about other people that the answers that you most frequently hear come from people who are very successful. Um, like I've been listening to a lot of Girl Boss Radio, which I love, um, and I just find it like almost like some sort of like a religious experience to listen to the people who are living the dreams that you want to live, uh, sort of tell their stories, answer the questions that you have. Um, it's something so special and it's something that, uh, can be very motivating and I think can make a really big difference in how you view things and just little things that you do about your life. Um, but those are people who have really made it. I mean, this is someone who has a very, very successful uh, clothing line, and she's interviewing someone who painted Miley Cyrus's nails. I started from the beginning. Um, You know, she's interviewing the singer from Best Coast. Like, she's interviewing people who are very, very successful. Um, And like I said, I think that's a wonderful experience, but um, what I kind of wanted to do here was uh, give an answer from the average person. So for me, I am not a wildly successful person. I'm not like a rock star or I haven't made a big time or anything. Um, but I think part of that, part of what makes that so, uh, valuable is, well, firstly, when you're listening to someone that you idolize or someone who obviously has quote unquote figured it out. Um, you always have to remember that there's a certain degree of luck involved in that. Um, a lot of the people that you listen to, their story isn't really anything that you can draw from. Uh, you'll get, you know, a lot of, I dropped out of high school. Um, you know, I, this, this and that. I could never find a job that, you know, I fit in with and all of that. And while that can be inspiring, I don't know that there's anything there for us to follow. And, um, I do think there's a degree of, like I said, that person got lucky or that person, you know, met the right person. If that person hadn't been where they were at, you know, three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, they wouldn't be famous, you know, things like that. Um, and I'm not saying that that's all there is to it because these are hardworking people. And I don't just mean on Girl Boss Radio, I mean it all over. You know, the people who really made it are usually very hardworking, very determined. Um, but again, I just, you know, I want to reiterate that if you are someone who's listening to those podcasts or my podcast or, or anything, you know, and you've got like this dream and you are really looking to draw inspiration and you're looking for tips, uh, you know, how can you make your dreams come true like everyone else did? I just want to remind you that you might not be able to make it come true the way that everyone else did. And so that's sort of where I come in here. Um, so 
I have a band, um, like I've mentioned in my little intro, and we're in a place where we're not really making money, but we're we have the opportunity to do the things that we love. We'll make a little bit of money here and there, not enough to really amount to anything, but maybe enough to allow us to keep doing what we're doing. Um, and we have uh, just been able to have a really enjoyable experience uh, with my writing. It definitely has not paid for itself. The few times I've made money writing, it has been, I mean, nowhere near worth the amount of time I spent on it. Um, but the kind of the point though is that I got a novel complete and that's a big thing a lot of people will be like wow you finished a novel that's really cool um and so that's really what I'm getting at here I don't have the answer of how you're going to become a fam famous novelist you know but I can tell you how you can finish a novel I don't have the answer about how you're going to be a rock star but I can tell you how you're going to fit a band into your schedule and um so that's sort of what I'm here for um, and amongst all of the other many things I want to share with you, the emotional side of things, um, and all of that, which each episode will focus on something different. Um, today's is going to focus on how I get it all done. So, with that very long intro aside, um, I'll jump right to it. Uh, I think that there is a one very easy answer when people ask, how do you get up, done everything that you get done? Um, and that answer is that I have no other choice. Um, I manage a band and I do, so I don't want to say I manage a band because like I'm not our manager, but like I run the band pretty much. Um, and I'm blessed now with bandmates who really contribute. Um, it has not always been that way. Uh, but you know, in general, uh, it is my house that we practice at, and my husband is in the van too, so, you know, it's it's ours, but, you know, point is, um, we've got to have a practice space, we've got to get everyone together, and sometimes, a lot of the time, I'm booking the show or help book the show, I run most of our social media, which, if you follow us, it's been lacking lately, so sorry, um, you know, do promoting, come up with ideas. I write, I write most of our, almost all of our, right now, all but one of our songs. The lyrics are written by me. Um, and then from there, maybe half of the music, I guess. I don't know. I haven't sat down and figured out what we're actually playing right now. But point being, I write a lot of songs. I perform the songs, which means I've got to practice the songs, organize band practice, book the shows, promote the shows, sell the tickets, manage the social media. And so, you know, it's like, wow, how do you do all of that plus blah, 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 all the other things that you guys already know that I do. Um, and the answer is that I have no other choice but to do all of that. Um, the options here are do all that or don't have a band. I'm not in a position where I can pay someone else to manage our band. Um, so if I want to have a band, I have to do all that. And there is no, I guess I want to have a band, you know, there's no, I think I want to do music, there's no other choice for me, I will always have a band for all of my life, now, what that band plays, what it sounds like, you know, what kind of venues we do, how often we meet, all of that, our goals, all of that will change, 
of course, <laughs> um, based on, you know, my age, where I'm at in my life, my family, like, you know, how the band is received, all of those things will greatly impact um, what the band really stands for and what our goals are. But there will never be a time where I'm not pursuing music. And so right now, that means that if I have a band, I have to do all of those things. Or else, you know, if, if I don't book shows, we're not going to play shows. If I don't sell tickets, we're not getting booked again. Things like that. Um, and again, let me just say, of course, my bandmates are doing a lot of the work, too. Um, and like right now, our drummer is actually planning a festival. Uh, you know, he, he really got it together. So so I am blessed in that way. But a lot of work is going to have no, have no choice but to fall on me. Um, and just all of us would probably feel that way. If you spoke to my guitarist, uh, our bassist, which is my husband, our drummer, if you spoke to any of them, I'm sure they would give you the exact answer that I just gave you, which is that, of course, I make social media posts. Of course, I sell tickets. Of course, I book shows. Uh, if I don't do that, we don't have a band. Um, and we have to have a band. The four of us work our asses off to be where we are, and I don't mean, like, success-wise. I mean, like, my drummer drives an hour to come to practice, at least an hour, um, every week, you know? And um, my guitarist, he will work two jobs and then come to practice and then have to be at work at 6 in the morning the next day or 7 in the morning, you know? These are hardworking people, and I, I don't just mean, like, I'm knocking on doors and handing out demos. I mean, like, we are sacrificing sleep. Uh, sometimes we eat weird food schedules, you know? Like, all of those things um, to have a band. And there is no room in any of our lives to not have a band. Um, it's not an option. And this is the thing that I think separates the people who are going to make it happen and who are not. If there is a choice for you, if there's any room in your life to say, I don't know that I necessarily want to have a band, or maybe you don't want to have a band, but you want to do solo projects. Um, even if you're doing that, you have to be compelled to do it. There's no period of time where you're saying, um, I don't think that I'm going to play any music this week. Um, if that's you, you are, um, the hobbyist. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I want to go ahead and put it out there. There's no shame, um, in, you know, having something like music be your hobby. Um, every single person who does music does not need to be, uh, a professional musician, a working musician, doesn't have to be someone whose goal is to do music for a living or be famous or, you know, be wealthy or whatever stupid goals. A lot of people's goals in being a musician are crazy, you know, a lot of them, it's just to do music and a lot of people, it's just to have fun and it's, it doesn't matter. And you know what else? You can be a hobbyist and be super passionate about it too. Um, and and this doesn't just go for music. This is going to go for so many things in life. Um, like, it could go for activism. 
Maybe you're not a professional activist, but if you feel passionately about certain issues, you may, you know, now and again, go to a protest or a rally or, you know, drop some funds, um, you know, to benefit the cause. Um, you know, so this isn't any type of superiority thing at all. Um, everybody has to have a hobby. But I think that it's extremely important that you recognize a hobby when you see one. Um, if you treat your career like a hobby or your hobby like a career, you're going to ruin it. Which, whichever it is, either way, it's getting ruined. If you treat your career like a hobby, it's most likely not going to take off unless you are one of those insanely lucky people who was at the right place at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday and met the right person. Um, treating your career like a hobby, you're probably not going to make it. And even if you are at the right place and you meet the right person and you get discovered, if you continue to treat your career like a hobby, I mean, people are going to see that. They're not going to have respect for that. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with having a hobby, you know? There's nothing wrong with doing it. And um, there have been bands who, seriously, they only set out to do music for fun and they did hit it big and when it got stressful they quit and see while that may suck to be a fan of a band like that you have to um you have to kind of applaud them they didn't let uh the industry or they didn't let life taking some weird turn sort of uh sour something that they loved they didn't let it ruin it um they probably went on to have other projects or do different things um and then on the other hand if you treat your hobby like a career, um, I think that you're in denial. Uh, I think that you're denying yourself the really juicy, delicious career that you could have. Um, and when I say career, I don't mean like, here's a job that you're going to work from nine to five. Uh, right now I'm a stay at home mom. So like for me to say that anything is my career is a little bit silly because like I said, I'm not really making money off of any of the wonderful things that I'm spending my time doing. Um, but they are still my life's work right now. Uh, raising a kid is my life's work. Writing is my life's work. Music is my life's work. All of those things, you know, um, those are, those are kind of like my journey right now. That's the path that I'm on right now. Um, and I think that if you lie to yourself and say, oh, I want to be a musician, but I'm really tired and stressed out right now. I'm going to focus on it next month. I think that if you do that, um, you are sort of just looking in the wrong place. Um, you can be passionate, enjoy it, love it, and it can be your hobby while you even play shows, while you even, you know, work on it, work hard on it. But if it's not something you are 100% completely devoted to, um, then it is a hobby. And I think that firstly, you are sort of cheating yourself because hobbies are supposed to be fun. So when you recognize that and you say, okay, music's my hobby, it's not my life's work, then that gives you the chance to sort of loosen your shoulders and say, that means it's fun and I can write a song about whatever I want and I can, you know, play a show or not play a show. I can go make an ass of myself at an open mic and there's no repercussions. Um, you know, it, it creates a totally different and very enjoyable experience. And at the same time, 
frees up that space in your mind to be open to something else. Um, because maybe you love making music, but what you love more is actually booking the shows or it's writing the songs. Maybe you only want to be a songwriter. Um, you know, so like there was a time where actually the opposite of that, I really just wanted to be a songwriter. Um, and at this point I'm like, no way could I imagine not performing. I would still love it if I did ever, our band ever did take off and we were like fame level successful. I'd love to sit around and write songs and uh, I would love to pick up the phone and call Britney Spears and Florence Welch and say, hey, I wrote a song for you five years ago, ten years ago, you know, would you like to play it? Um, sure, but I am right now um, unable to imagine a life where I would ever not be uh, performing. So I think that there is something really important about that, recognizing when something is actually just a hobby. Um, and if you cannot live without it, then it's more. That's, that's your life's work. And, you know, again, it doesn't mean that you have to become a rock star for music to be your life's work. I know some people who are much older who have been doing music all their lives. They are not famous, but they do touch a lot of people. Um, and because they perform their music, it has enabled a lot of other musicians to share their music. And, and that can be a huge like foothold for people. Um, and people also just enjoy listening to them. And so um, in that way, some people I know who might work nine to five jobs and make money a certain way, um, I would still say music is maybe is their life's work. Um, so recognize that it can look a lot of different ways. Um, but make the distinction. Is it your life's work? Is it a hobby? Um, and like I said, this goes for everything, not just music, um, for writing. I am never not writing. And right now I have a novel that I'm trying to get published. Um, that novel is complete. I am still always thinking, you know, could I title it better? That's my current thing. I've submitted it three times and I say, you know what? Three no's is not a lot for someone's first novel. However, it's time for me to regroup. What could I retitle it? Maybe the title is not strong. I don't, I feel in my stomach now that it's not. And so I'm thinking, what's a different title? And I'm thinking, um, how can I update my query letter? But while I'm doing that, I am writing not one, not two, but three other novels. Um, I'm not saying you need to be writing three novels at a time. In fact, I think it would be better if I was only writing one. Um, but it's the point here is that um, I'm obsessed with it. There's no part of me um, that could bear to not be writing. Um, and I am so infatuated with this world that I've created in the first novel. Uh, and I don't mean that to say, like, I did such a good job. What I mean is that, like, that, that little existence is so real to me that it is essential that I try as hard as I can to give that to other people. Um, and again, it's not because I think I did like, oh, such a great job, but it's because like it 
has an extremely special and dear place in my heart. Um, if I just wrote it for fun, if I just wrote it to enjoy myself, then I would not feel the same way. I might not care if anyone ever read it, or I might self-publish it. And I'll talk about self-publishing in another episode, um, you know, so don't think that I am just bashing anyone who self-publishes. It's not that. Uh, but point is, um, it's, it's not optional for me. Um, and I think that no matter what your passion is, no matter what your life's work is, um, if it doesn't burn you up, if you have any choice not to do it, that's a hobby. Um, and so it's just really crucial to make the distinction. Um, and then, you know, at the same time, in this same discussion, you know, we talk about, well, where do I come up with the time for it? Um, I know plenty of people who actually have a lot less to do than I do and get a lot less done than I do. But we have the same amount of time um, in the day. And so here is what I have to say for that. So I do not believe in free time. I have literally no free time in my life. Zero minutes in the week, zero seconds. I only have strategically spent time and wasted time. Um, so when I say strategically, I'm going to say time spent strategically. I don't know how I'm going to say that, but you know what I'm talking about. The strategically spent time. When I say that, I'm talking about um, time that I planned out and I chose to be where I was at. Um, and this absolutely includes enjoyable things and fun things. And guess what, guys? Hobbies. That is a part of the time spent strategically. Um, when I go hang out with one of my friends, it's never because I'm bored. It's never because I've got time to kill. It's always strategic. Um, it's always been planned. And it has always sacrificed time. So when I go to hang out with one of my friends, I have to make the decision beforehand, okay, this is what I'm not doing in that time. Because 100% of my time is already monopolized every day, all the time. Um, I have a plan for all my time. And I don't mean like I've got each minute of the day scheduled. I mean that if I'm alone and I don't have anything else to do, there is a literally a never-ending list of things that I have to do. Um, things that I want to do and I need to do. And that's everything from my hobbies, which could be um, painting. I'm not a great painter, but I like it. I enjoy it. I've been saving stuff up to make a collage. I like doing art, and I'm not great at it, but it's fun. Um, you know, home renovations, chores, um, and then things like working on my book, my podcast, um, you know, music, uh, social media for the band, and then, of course, taking care of my child, doctor's appointments, um, you know, making sure bills are paid. All of those things 
um, are, are never ending because once I check anything off my to-do list, that just means I can go work on the infinite things like my novels. I mean, literally, if I had nothing else to do and I could just sit down for a week and I didn't have any baby due and anything else, um, I mean, there will never in my life be a time where there's nothing on my to-do list because even if I had someone taking care of the baby, the house, everything else, writing alone, I might finish one of my three novels, but then I have two more and I might finish those, but then I'm going to keep trying to submit the first one and then I'm going to start trying to edit the second one. And you know what I mean? Like, I've got a short story that I want to write. Um, and if I finished all those, I would think of another one. That, like I said, is not a hobby to me. It's I have no choice but to do it. But then at the same time, the things that are a hobby and the things that are fun, um, I would do those too. All of that is strategic though. It's not like I am sitting at my house and I'm like, I'm bored. Um, what could I do? I think that today I will um, revisit learning how to use my sewing machine. It's like I have a spark, a desire to um, pick up my sewing machine again at some point, And that is in the hobby category, not the, you know, essential category. But... I've already got that going, and if there comes hobby time, I'll do it, you know? Um, but there's never a time where I have nothing to do and I'm bored. Um, so, like, if I make time to see my friends, that is time that I've chosen not to write, or it's time that I've chosen not to do chores, whatever it may be. Um, the decision is different each time, of course. So, um, that's not me trying to be like, oh, you guys are so lucky to spend time with me. You know, that's, I'm not saying that at all. Um, what I'm saying is it's intentional. The only other time that I have that isn't planned, that isn't specific, that isn't intentional is wasted time. And we all have that. Um, and I, it's got to be one of the biggest problems right now, right? Uh, because wasted time it's not, it's not, I'm not sitting around saying I'm bored. I just told you, I don't do that. It's, um, I get hooked playing a game on my phone. Like, you know, you ever, like, you go to the bathroom and you start playing a game while you're on the toilet and then you just sit there and keep playing it, keep playing it. Or, uh, you know, you sit down to have a quick five-minute coffee break, but it turns into a 25-minute checking Facebook break. Um... These are the way that I waste time. And probably if I wanted to be perfectly efficient, that's what I would attack. Um, and I would try to uh, really cut down on that wasted time. Um, but I, right now, am at a point where a lot of the time I'm taking those breaks uh, because I'm physically exhausted. Um, and I'm sure there will be episodes where I'll talk more about you know, the physical illnesses I have, and I have some chronic pain issues and different things. And sometimes a break is unexpected. Um, you have to take it all of a sudden, or sometimes a break is in, is ineffective. Uh, you take what should have been a restful break, and you try to get up, and you're still exhausted. Um, those kind of things are hard to plan for. Um, but even when it's not something like that, uh, sometimes I just... I feel really high strung, really stressed out, and um, I feel like I'm not yet in a place to police 
my uh, phone time yet. Uh, but I think I'll get there eventually. Um, but right now, uh, you know, there are days when I literally clean my house until my legs hurt so bad I can't stand. And the reason why I do that is because there have been times where I let myself stop when I felt like I needed to. And the next day, I didn't write at all. I didn't podcast at all. I didn't do any music. I didn't do anything I enjoyed at all because the next day, I spent the whole day picking up the slack from the day before and then catching up because, let's be real, if there are six dishes still in the sink at the end of the day, well, when the next day comes, you are trying to keep up with the new dishes you're making, plus you've got to get to the six old dishes, you know, and it might not seem like a big deal when you go to bed at six dishes, but you're not thinking about the fact that the next day, uh, there's no extra time, you know, uh, to catch up from the day before. So you're, you're just borrowing from tomorrow. You're just indebting yourself. Again, it's not an option to me to not have time to write, to not have time to do music, all of that. So I have seen what happens when I give myself breaks. I have to go without the thing that is most important to me. Uh, obviously, I'm not talking, you know, obviously my child is the most important thing to me. I'm not saying that, but like, you know, that aside, because I have to do that. I mean, I literally can't not care for him. That aside, the most important thing to me is, you know, the things that I'm passionate about, my art. Um, and I know how it feels to have to go without it. And I would rather the physical pain of staying on my feet too long, a little bit, than the emotional pain and the drain that you, you know, you just feel so drained and empty uh, when you're unable, when you're not allowed to do the things that you care so much about. And, you know, I find too that like, when I'm so empty like that, I've just got no inspiration. I'm just not, I've got nothing to write. I've got nothing to say. I don't want to make a song. Um, and so it's best if I just go ahead, attack what needs to be attacked, and then make the time for myself. Um, and I want to be clear, I'm not writing on my book every single day. I'm not writing a song every single day. I'm not podcasting every single day. Um, when podcasting is a little bit different, podcasting is not my passion. It's not my life's work. Um, but it's not really a hobby either. It's some kind of weird, um, I think that I'm still figuring it out, but I think podcasting really is a vehicle for something that is a part of my life's work, which is communicating. Um, obviously when you're a writer and a songwriter, you obviously have stories you want to tell. You obviously have messages you want to put out. And one thing that I'm very, very passionate about is, um, you know, lifting other people up, helping other people, sharing what I've got. Um, podcasting is really just a vehicle for that for me. Um, if, if I had to drop podcasting, um, I could, but I love it. Um, and I do see it as a job. Um, so maybe it's a, a jobby, <laughs> um, in a way, but it's not a hobby the way that painting is or, you know, coloring or something like 
sewing. Those things are a hobby uh, because I can only do them when I want to or when I have the free time or, you know, it's no big deal. Podcasting um, is like something that I'm trying to sort of make a little bit of work out of. I don't know if it'll be something you can call a career. I don't know if it'll be something you can really call a job, but it feels like a job to me. Um, not in the negative sense, but in the sense that like, I know um, if I don't update my podcast uh, weekly, and this is my first episode here, so obviously it's a little different, but with like Sweary Mamas, I know that if I don't update that weekly, if I don't make Instagram posts, if I don't keep our t-shirt designs fresh, if I don't, you know, do things like that, then we're going to lose out on listeners and it's never going to be a vehicle for us. It's never going to bring us the opportunity to a, share the messages we want to share. B, um, maybe eventually make enough money to um, get the help. You remember that I said if I had enough money to hire a maid or a nanny. Well, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, if I were to make that money doing something like podcasting, it would give me more time to, well, work on the podcast more, but also uh, work on my book more. Um, and so... That's sort of where podcasting falls for me. And, you know, it's still an artistic thing, and there's still a great chance that I'll never make that kind of money off of it. Um, So that's just who I am. You know, I love the creative sort of things. Um, But, yeah, I mean, in the meantime, while you are pursuing your life's work, your passions, the things that may not be making you money, I do think you should have a job that you love, and not everybody will at all times. I've definitely worked jobs that I hated um, because the schedule was good or the pay was good or it was where I needed to be at that time. Um, but make sure that you are drawing enough fulfillment out of your passion if you hate your job. And if you're not, then I don't think it's enough. I think you should leave and find a job that meets you in the middle there, you know. Um, I love being a stay-at-home mom, but I would love it more if I (laughs) had a nanny once a week or a, um, you know, a housekeeper once a month or something. Um, and that's not because, you know, I'm... I'm lazy or something, it's because being a stay-at-home mom is my job, and it's not, it's not, like, my life's work or my passion. Being a mom? Now that's a different story. Of course, that's my passion. Of course, I'm crazy about it. Of course, it's the most important thing. But, uh, spending all day long, in particular, like, doing laundry, changing diapers, making lunches, I love it, but at the same time, um, you know, I don't want to do it the way that I want to do music. Um, so, you know, I think it's important for you to really look at all of the many, many things you do, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you have a nine-to-five job or maybe you have two jobs, uh, whether you have hobbies or a passion or all of those things, um, call them what they are and, uh, recognize that, you know, if you are writing you're a writer and it's your job to make sure that it's getting done. Um, and if you can bear the thought of putting it off 
until you're at a better time in your life or whatever, whatever, then, um, you know, maybe it's not going to be your life's work when you are rationing your time. If you have time, if you have downtime, if you have time where you're bored, um, just reconsider how you're spending it. Um, you know, and it, I definitely spend time watching Netflix, uh, doing things like that. Um, time to relax and time to take care of yourself. That's important and that should go into the schedule. But you know, just like I said, being intentional, uh, knowing that your soul is going to blossom when you have had X amount of breaks for X amount of time. And when you've spent X hours on your hobby this week or this month, and when you've, you know, had the opportunity to write one chapter a week, or you've had the opportunity to record and completion one song in a month, or whatever it needs to be. Um, you know, be intentional though. Um, I think, I think really what it comes down to is a lot of people, um, they get a job that they're working during the day and they treat that, um, as the most important thing. Uh, but it's, it either, it either is and congratulations, like that's awesome. You've got your life's work or it's not. And, uh, you just got to see it for what it is. Um, you know, like I've, I've done music with people who were afraid to call out of work. I mean, not call out of work. I'm sorry. Uh, people who were afraid to request off work. Um, if you are afraid to use up all your PTO, um, that's fine. But you need to realize that in your mind, it is more important to have that job than to be a musician. If you would rather have PTO in the bank then play a concert, then your devotions are to that job. Um, and check that shit and rearrange it. Um, and at the same time, I say that, I, I don't know if you can or not. Because I've always been this way, you know, my whole entire life. There was never going to be a time where I wasn't writing stories and writing music and singing and performing and uh, connecting with people. Um, and... Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, that, that costs me sleep sometimes, uh, wears me out sometimes, and it can be stressful. Um, so, if you're looking for the answer, how can I be a musician, or a writer, or a podcaster, or whatever it is, and also make money at my job, and also be well-rested and uh, happy and never stressed out, you can't. I am the way that I am. I accomplish all of the things that I accomplish because I am willing to live in chaos. Um, you don't have to, but if you are an adult who has to pay rent or a mortgage and bills and, um, you know, it is important to you to do a certain thing that's not that job, you are pretty much going to live in chaos. You know, you, you've got to pretty much make the choice. Um, live in chaos, uh, devote yourself, miss out on shit, um, 
and and get things done like finish writing a novel or be comfortable uh, you are rested you relax um and just know that those things may or may not happen for you either way everyone uh, regardless of what your job is regardless of what your passion is regardless of what your hobby is all of that um everyone needs to have some sort of purpose um and so the last thing that i want to leave you with is that um your purpose doesn't have to be something tangible or it doesn't have to be something we can call by name like musician or it doesn't have to be you know writer i mentioned earlier that like podcasting isn't my passion it's the vehicle um for something else that I'm passionate about, which is communicating. Um, and so your life's work might actually be something a little abstract like that. And it's often kind of hard to notice that if you are someone who has an abstract one, like communicating, like it's easy to say like, music is my passion. It's easy to say like, writing is my life. Or, I love doing people's taxes. I don't think any um, people who do taxes are listening to this. What is it called when someone does taxes? What are, you're a tax person. I don't think any tax mans um, are listening to this. But if you are, um, you do you. Live your truth. Go tax guy. But anyway, I got very sidetracked here. <laughs> what I'm getting at, though, is... If you're not someone who can easily say, I'm a musician, I'm a writer, I need to do these things, but you're someone who maybe has a career that they're content in, um, and you're, what you're just sort of missing is the, the passion side, then I would say that you can really take a good look at yourself and figure it out. It's important to do so. Um, and one there are lots of ways you can do it. You can do personality tests, like the Enneagram or whatever, are good places to sort of start with self-reflection. Um, but the easiest thing I think to me is take a look back at your history. Um, I mean, it can be everything from like relationships, friendships. Um, you know, what did your teachers have to say about you? But it, it can also be your work history. If you are someone who's old enough to have a work history um, and it was... A little enlightening for me because in my work history I have always uh, drifted towards customer service and um, helping others and it, I there was a time where I got a little bit uh, swayed the wrong direction because I had done some event planning and I thought what I loved was event planning um, which was wrong I couldn't no thank you um, what it actually was, was I enjoyed helping people and creating something memorable for other people. And then I was doing customer service, and then I was a receptionist who, you know, like, I would order lunches for people, I would schedule meetings, and things like that. All of those things are me assisting other people. I would do things like organize lunches for the office. Um, and then every, you know, a lot of the time, too, in my jobs, I would gear myself towards management. Um, so I wanted to be like an assistant manager, but I didn't want to be the general manager of anywhere. I really took a look at that and I was like, 
you know, I think I just, I like helping people. And I thought, like, I, w- I was a little confused by that because, like, I don't want to uh, be the person you call when you're pissed off and yell at on the phone. Like, for a while, I really thought I did. And I'm like, but I cry when people yell at me. So maybe I don't want to be everyone's punching bag, but I do want to help people. Um, and so I think that that can be really enlightening going forward. Maybe right now, I don't know, like, okay, if I need to get a job that's going to bring in money, it's, and I can't just go sign up to be a rock star, and I can't go sign up to be an author, um, you know, maybe I don't know off the top of my head if I would love to be, you know, I, um, what I, I was going to list careers, but I don't have a bachelor's degree, so I can't do any of them. Uh, another episode on that, don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> point is, maybe I don't have, I clearly, obviously don't have a list of, um, specific, uh, jobs, but I know that I want to help people. So, when I'm looking for a job, I can keep that in mind. And when I'm looking at the job description, I can ask myself, will I be fulfilling that fiery passion of helping others or not? And here's the thing. Here's the really fun, cool, kick-ass thing about life. Um, I might find that I love, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you the real truth. I love bracing and that's more of like a hobby, <laughs> even though it's the thing that would bring in money. Um, and it's not helping people in a deep, profound way. But I do remember one time I worked at a green coffee shop in the drive through and a lady came through bawling her eyes out. And it was an old lady. And so that made it extra sad. Um, she just was a very sweet lady, too. Um, and I let her have my free drink for the day. And, I mean, we're not technically supposed to do that, but it's something that, you know, my managers would have absolutely been find what they probably would have done too. Um, and the point is I was able to make a difference for her. And then even when I wasn't giving away a free drink, like I would make jokes with my customers. I would smile at them. I would, you know, tell them I liked their hair or whatever it may be. Um, those things help people and it helps people more than you realize, but you can do that, something like that, or maybe you're working a retail job, maybe you like retail, you know, just for example, I don't know, some people out there do, and you get to help people pick out clothes that they like, and that's enjoyable, and it's not a profound, deep, uh, life-changing difference, but it, it is what you like to do, and it is pleasant for those people. When you are off the clock, find you something that fully burns you up and um it doesn't have to be something that might ever make money uh you can go online and volunteer to be crisis counselor uh i don't not on the phone there's some there's a website you can do online um help with i wish i had the exact resource for you guys i do not remember but i read about this quite a while ago about a year ago but point is, there are things like that. And that's just one example about the person who wants to be a helper. Um, I use that example because I am a helper. But, um, you know, maybe you uh, love 
helping people make decisions. So you might be like an academic counselor at a college, um, but you want to like change the world, not just help some kids pick classes, which I'm not minimizing because that is a big deal, but maybe you want to create a larger difference. When you get out of that job, go home, you might have an anonymous blog where people can write in and ask advice. Um, or you might volunteer on the weekends at a women's center, women, crisis women's clinic. There are the words, women's clinic. Um, and you might be able to help a young, impressionable women who have to make a very, very difficult decision, uh, et cetera, et cetera. No matter what it is that uh, lights your fire, whether it is something as straightforward as music or something as abstract as helping or decision-making or, uh, you know, fixing or whatever it might be, um, you obviously need to figure out how to pay your bills, and that's, you know, a thing on its own. But aside from that, um, no downtime, no free time. Devote your life to that. I mean your whole life. And have fun and relax and have hobbies. You know, I'm not saying that you can't ever rest um, you know, but I think if you really want to enjoy your life and if you really want to get out of life what, uh, you're asking for, and we're all asking for something, you know, especially, especially the people who come to me and say, I don't know how you do it all. They are asking for something too. And if you want to get out what you're putting in, you want to get out what you're asking for, um, you know, no free time, no downtime, no dead time, no boredom, um, Commit to it, dedicate to it, and be honest with yourself and be honest with the world. Um, so that's what I've got for you this week. Uh, I hope that everyone sort of took this how I intended it. Try to be careful in my wording, you know, because I don't, I truly don't want to offend or discourage anyone, you know. If you want to um, learn an instrument or if you want to try your hand at music, that's fine. Um, I just think that having clear and correct perspective um, is a huge life-altering uh, decision, a difference that I think everybody really needs to recognize. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed. Bye!